Listener supported. WNYC Studios. There was a couple from Baltimore, and they had a daughter. I think she was five or six, and she wanted a short haircut with a Batman symbol. And everyone refused to cut this little girl's hair. And they traveled from Baltimore all the way to Brooklyn. I cut her hair, we put the Batman symbol on it, and the look on her face when she looked in the mirror was priceless. And it's so funny when that happened because I was feeling really down. I was like, man, you know, I'm I'm in my 40s and I still don't have my shop and this and that. And when I saw that little girl's face, I was like, this is why I do what I do. From WNYC Studios, this is Nancy. With your hosts, Tobin Lowe and Kathy Poo. You know what I want to talk about? Tell me, Tobin. I made up a term. It's called peacocking. I I feel like somebody's used that already. Okay. All right. Peacocking, as defined by Tobin Lowe, Mm -hmm. means... That period of time where you, like, come out, but you're going through the awkward phase of how to, like, visually reflect that on the outside in your Mm. aesthetic. You're, like, through the process of how the outside reflects the inside. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, like, for me, that meant that when I had come out and was like, I want to, like, reflect that on the outside, Uh I wore, like, a full-on suit and tie to, like, college courses every day. (laughs) (laughs) And not in, like, a I'm a professional kind of way. No, no, no. Like, in a dapper, like, I'm going to wear a long tie with, like, a dress shirt and maybe, like, a smart sweater zipped up over Mm. it. I think I carried an umbrella. Oh, my God. It wasn't even raining. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I think I want, I I didn't know what I was doing. Okay. You can't, you've done the same thing. Well, I wouldn't say I peacocked per se. I'd say that I did the opposite, which is that I tried very hard to not appear queer. So, like, I had my long hair, and I just thought maybe with that I could just fly under the radar and nobody would know that I was gay. Mm. And somehow that was supposed to attract all the queer people to me. Okay. And let me tell you, Tobin, that did not work. (laughs) Well, you think my thing did? (laughs) Okay, so what you're trying to say is sometimes maybe you figure things out on the inside, but the execution of that on the outside got lost somehow. It's a process. It's definitely a process. Yeah. Figuring it out can be hard. Yes, I agree. You know what I would have loved, though? What? Is for, just to return to the metaphor, me as a peacock, I would love Whitney Houston as the fairy godmother in Uh Brandy's Cinderella Uh to have appeared and just been, like, waved a wand and transformed me into who I was meant to be. Do you know what I mean? Um, yes. (laughs) So what you're saying is you would have liked somebody to help you. If you want to oversimplify what I just said, which was beautiful and nuanced, then yes, I guess so. Okay. (laughs) I apologize, Tobin. (laughs) But I think that's what you're getting at, is that we could all use a little bit of help. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that is the reason Mm -hmm. that I have brought us on this entire journey— Because 
We sent our lovely intern, Kathy with a C Wong. Kathy with a C. <laughs> we sent her to a barbershop in Crown Heights, Brooklyn called Camera Ready Cuts. It caters especially to queer clients who are trying to figure this all out and need some help, maybe. Hey, man. My name is Kane Cutswell. I am a master barber. Yes, please. Guess what book I finished? Uh, <laughs> the book I've been reading for a year now. The book I gave you? Yeah. Sean Rhymes? Yep. Yay! <laughs> you better say yes. Okay. To everything. Exactly. To life. I was like, yes to reading this book. <laughs> Cutting hair to me is very spiritual. A person's head is, is very important. Without your head, your body is not able to function. So when someone is in your head, my energy has to be right. It doesn't matter if their energy is not right. I have to maintain a certain type of energy because I'm working on their hair. Now everyone has their head shaved, but I feel like I was one of the first. Uh, my name is Donna Hope. I live here in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. Actually, I was in the store recently... And I was checking out, and the cashier was like, oh, how long have you been shaving your locks? And I said, oh, like 10 years. She was like, 10 years? Oh, you're an originator. You're an OG. <laughs> she said, you're a Beyonce and a Field of Michelles. That's actually what she said. And I started laughing oh, wow. so hard. <laughs> wow. A Beyonce and a Field of Michelles? <laughs> I don't know how to feel about mm-hmm. that. Oh, you know what? What? You know which Michelle it is from um, Destiny's Child. Well, that's what I was thinking. Okay, well, I, I was thinking about Michelle and Daniel Cello, but you oh, know, that's, that would make any that's sense. my that, queer that, mind. That, I know. That <laughs> that's the queer doesn't even make any <laughs> I heard uh, a lot of my friends over the years talking about their experiences at barbershops, talking about lewd comments, just blatant sexist, homophobic talk being refused service. They assume that you're there waiting for some guy who's there. Not getting the cuts that they wanted. I want to fade, down to one, this is how I want it. And they would literally just be like, I, I, you're, you're saying words, but <laughs> you know, I'm just going to do what I want to do because you don't know what you're talking about. My entrepreneurial mind started, the wheel started turning, and I was like, all right, well, hmm, I guess uh, let me look into barber schools. You want to be, like, comfortable. You want to, like, relax. It's, you know, if someone's touching your head, it's very intimate. You don't want to be stressed out and feel weird. Someone has, like, a razor to your scalp. <laughs> you know, like, you want to feel comfortable and know that you're going to leave there looking fresh and fly. It's nice to go somewhere where you can be yourself and be queer and be comfortable and be woman or gender not conforming. Um, and I always appreciated the attention that came. Use your bathroom for one minute, one tea. Okay, um, really, um, we have a sign out there that says not okay. compliance, but, but I'll let you use it just, um, you know. Right. There you go. Right, right here. There. Right there. Thanks. That door right Thank you very much. There. No problem. What was I saying? Oh, I think I was just praising you for your... <laughs> Keep going. Your, your attention to detail. Especially with, like, my transitioning clients, that might be their first time incrementally cutting their hair lower and lower 
So they'll go from maybe one type of style to like a, a more girly looking style to like, okay, like give me an androgynous looking style because I'm going to be visiting my, my relatives this weekend until they feel confident enough to where they're like, okay, boom, let's just cut it right off. So it's very important to me to, to lay that track in the, in the right way. You know, I, I sell self-esteem. I'm gonna make you a deal. Huh? Saturday, I'll come and let you do my hair. Um, is I, I'm a barber though. I'm not a beautician. Oh shucks! But we have a beautician here, uh-huh. and she does excellent work. Okay, Saturday awesome. morning. Saturday morning. So let me give you her card. Okay. You give her a call. Tell her Kane. If you remember Candy Kane or yeah, Walking Kane. Sugar cane. Yes, whatever. I remember cane. Okay, because uh-huh. we used to go that way. I come from. Boom! There you go. Okay. All right. Take I care. appreciate this. No problem. Okay. See, you never know where you're going to get a client from. You know. Now, now she can use the bathroom all the time. Right. <laughs> clever. <laughs> clever. 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 <laughs> Today is going to be one of those days. It looks like it. Huh? You see, you see it already, right? <laughs> I am going to ask you, uh, when you go get your haircut, what directions do you give to your barber? So I've been going to the same guy for a few years now. I've been going to the same hairstylist, as you can see from the hair, uh, for the last 25 years. I just say half of the sides, and sometimes, you know, just the measure of how much I want him to cut on the top. It's pretty basic, and he knows what to do. Blunt cut, make sure I can put it up if I need to. We don't do anything freaky, foolish. My hair is not my best asset, so, you know, we just keep it very simple. This is Nancy. We'll be back after these messages. Tobin? Yes? Today, I'm going on a journey. Ooh, a journey? Yeah. But, unfortunately, where I'm going, you can't really come. But we do everything together. I know, I know. We try to do everything together, but it just it's not going to work because there's something about myself that I don't like, and I need help and I need advice, which you're usually my go-to person. I'm so good at it. But you can't help this time because, and I say this with all the love in the world, you're a dude. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, there's nothing I can really— There's nothing you can do about that. There's nothing that. to be done about no. that. It's true. But— Maybe you're in luck, because I think I might have somebody who can help you out. Hey, Kathy. This is radio producer Rachel Matlow. Why are you doing that voice? Shut up. She'll know more about this than I ever can. Yep, I make radio, and I'm also genderqueer. If you don't know, genderqueer refers to people who don't identify with conventional gender norms. So Rachel has thought a lot about what you're going to talk about today. Okay... See, Kathy, you're never alone. (laughs) I'm going to go now. Take your voice with you. Okay, Kathy, so when you think of the word butch now, what do you think of? Um, 
Butch. 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 A masculine identifying. Genderqueer, non-conforming. Woman. Who sleeps with primarily women. Their hair may be short or not. To me, butch is a comfort. It's a way of presenting myself. Tennis shoes instead of high heels. Tux at the formal event instead of a dress. I walk with a halo of gay around me when I am presenting butch. Generally pretty sexy. Butch lesbian. I don't know. I think the word that comes up for me is scary. Mm. And I wish it wasn't scary, but like I I always like never wanted to catch any of uh, like a butch woman's attention. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe that, but yeah, that's basically how I feel. And even the word, the word I found like it's weird to say because you almost have to like lower your voice a little bit to say it, like butch. Mhm. It's a, you can't really say, like, up here, butch. Mm-hmm. It sounds weird, doesn't yeah. it? Butch. Yeah, it's yeah. like a really forceful. <laughs> we're just talking butch. We're just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we're talking butch. Is that better? <laughs> yeah. It's my butch voice. Yeah, I like it. So what made you start thinking about the word butch and your relationship to it? I think that, um... For most of my life, I've had long hair, and I've always worn T-shirts and jeans all the time, and that was very clearly my comfort zone. But something must have been off because for the longest time, I just can't—I couldn't look at myself in the mirror, and I just felt like I didn't look right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was scared of the alternatives. Like, I didn't let myself have short hair, and I didn't let myself wear guys' clothing, even though— I do think that those things would have probably made me feel more like myself. I just didn't let myself engage because I I just felt like I would end up looking butch. And I started to think that, like, wow, like maybe I think that butch is a dirty word. And not only am I afraid of looking butch, but I'm terrified of being around people who look butch as well. And it feels pretty shitty to say that out loud. Right. Where do you think this aversion comes from? I mean, when I was younger, it comes from my parents, like, wanting um, wanting me to appear normal, like a girl. Girls like pink, boys don't. Most girls have longer hair than boys. Girls have long hair, boys have short hair. Boys are stronger than the girls. Don't look like a boy, that one looks like a girl. When I was around four, like right before I moved to the U.S., I remember my dad letting me get a really short haircut. And my mom was so mad because I looked like a boy. I really, really wanted to be this Chinese pop star, Tom Chang, Mm -hmm. who was a guy. And so I had the same haircut as, as that dude, but... I just remember there's a photo of me saying goodbye at the airport in Taiwan, going to America, and I have, like, such a short haircut. And I look at it now, and I kind of cringe, because, like, you can't tell what gender I am. And I don't know why it's cringy for me, but I was just like, oh, that's not a good look. That, I remember that specific time as the time that I was basically a boy. 
a lot of younger people today describe themselves more as like masculine of center or, mm-hmm. you know, all these other different terms. Like, do you find those terms less threatening or scary than butch? I think so. Or is it more just female masculinity is what's scary? Um, I feel like to me it's more um, the fact that when you present as a, a woman who's masculine of center, you almost become a target. And so me not wanting to be that target meant shunning all parts of that and other people as well. Like I wouldn't, I don't even associate, I think. Wow. Do you ever, do you ever fantasize about how you would present or be in the world if, you know, there wasn't family or societal pressures? Do you ever just fantasize like, how would I express myself or how would I want to? You know, I I daydreamed a lot when I was younger, when I was growing up. And up until college, all of my daydreams featured not myself, but, like, I was playing a male character. Oh, hey. Oh, hey, Kathy. How's it going? Uh, do you want to go out sometime? Uh, yes, I do. Oh, my gosh. Uh. All right, cool. And I wonder if that person in my daydreams is sort of like what you're talking about, like, Taking away all of society, taking away yeah, I think so. societal pressure and, and parental pressure. I think I would be that person. Yeah, I think it's also similar to who you were when you were really little. Because, like, when I look back, I was a total little boy, and everyone thought I was a boy. Uh-huh. And I think bit by bit, as I, you know, maybe turned 9, 10, I started to, I guess— internalize people's embarrassment about mistaking me for a boy. And I just started getting more cues that this isn't normal as Mm. I age. I should be starting to wear dresses. So I went through a a femme phase, I guess, when I was 12 (laughs) or 13, mostly going to like so many bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, I had to dress up every weekend. Gotcha. Um, But then in my early 20s, it was more of a process of then kind of getting back to that little boy that I once was before people told me I, you know, should be presenting differently. And I I think that's like a common narrative in so many masculine females' uh, stories is it's a lot about reclaiming their masculinity. Well, what do you, what do you identify as now? Um, I invented the term boy lady. So (laughs) That's great. Yeah. I mean, there's... There aren't enough terms or there aren't that many terms that just feel comfortable. And I feel I'm, I'm not just totally masculine. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I don't feel butch. I, there's definitely a kind of feminine. I think it's more of a male femininity, <laughs> but um, <laughs> so hard to describe this stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, but I feel like I am a boy or a guy at heart in my head. I don't know how to explain, but then I'm a little bit lady. So. Boy, lady, it is. Yeah. Did you have the same thoughts uh, about this, about Butch and the stigma that it carries? A little bit. I don't think it was as conscious, but I think, you know, I cut my hair in my early 20s, just, you know, maybe a couple of years after I came out. So I think it was part of that process of feeling more comfortable with being openly queer in the world. 
and allowing those signifiers to kind of shine. Yeah. You know, whereas I passed before with longer hair. I think passing is a safety blanket. I think that being butch means basically screaming out to the world that you're gay and there's no real hiding from it. It's it's not wanting to stand out and just wanting to be left alone to, you know, live the life that I want. That is the safety that comes with passing. Mm-hmm. Which Which is great if you feel comfortable, but then if you're not feeling comfortable with how you're presenting or, or you're having a desire to and you're holding that back, then I guess the question is, like, at what cost? Right. Yeah. And, and I think, and I, I think the, the reason that I keep thinking about this is because I, I just I don't know. And I don't want to be a person that hates something just, just to hate it for no, no reason or to be scared of something and not really, like, kind of tackle it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I should be a lot more like you than the way I present now. And if I never, I, if I never step into those shoes and, and see what that's like, am I not, can, can I be happier? Well, what are you thinking, Kathy? How do you think you can become happier? Um, I think, I think that... Honestly, I think that I I have to cut my hair. Just going to lean into your your butchness. Yeah. Take the plunge. That sounds so scary. Kathy, there's no shame in asking for a 90s boy band haircut. (laughs) I think you're really going to like having short hair. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks for being my guide. So, a few weeks ago... We're on Mohawk Street. I found a place in Echo Park in Los Angeles called Folklore Salon. Their tagline says, A salon for dames, gents, and folks in between. I brought in some photos of what I thought I could pull off. Basically, short on the sides, longer on top. I think it's called the Baby Butch. (laughs) And I was so nervous. My heart was beating so fast when Joyce, my stylist, started cutting off my hair. Because there was just so much hair. I've heard people say that once you cut your hair, it can feel like a second coming out. Because now the world probably sees you as queer. You know, there's no hiding anymore. It was scary when I did it. And honestly, it's still a little scary now. Like that? Oh, it's so fucking cute. Is it? Now that you've done it, now that you've cut it, are you ready to go even shorter? Like a shape, totally shaped side? Maybe. Maybe. I'm also scared that I'll just end up with your haircut, Tobin. Listen, I would be okay if we started a thing where we go to the barber together, (laughs) we sit in chairs next to each other, we hold hands, and we say, I'll have what she's having. That's our show. Credits time. Our producer. Matt Collette. 
Editors, Jenny Lawton and Susie Lechtenberg. Sound designer, Jeremy Bloom and Isaac Jones. Executive producer, Paula Schumann. We had production help this week from Kathy Wong, Tommy Bazarian, and Rachel Matlow. I'm Tobin Lowe. I'm Kathy, too. And Nancy is a production of WNYC Studios. Impossible. Things are happening every day. No, Tobin. Okay. No.